Robots. Today we are interviewing a comic artist and uh, actually profound one in that. Drew, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Drew Rausch and I am a comic book illustrator as well as a licensed spine tingler. <laughs> what is a licensed spine tingler? Uh, I am licensed to tingle spines. <laughs> it's a very... Uh, very long process, a lot of studying, you know. Had to, it had to sp- spend years of research to do so. It, it is uh, surprisingly, uh, you know, a lot of hard work to, uh, you know, tingle spines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of, what comics or uh, uh, graphic novels or uh, what work have you done? Let's go with that. <laughs> work is good. Um I you know I've I've been doing this for like ten years. Um, I some of the stuff that I'm probably more known for. Uh, I worked on a uh, haunted mansion anthology for Slave Labor Graphics, um, and um, I guess the most recent thing I've worked on was the uh, sequel to Edward Scissorhands, the uh, Tim Burton movie. Uh, the ID, uh, company called IDW. Uh, published a, uh, a sequel in comic book form. Um, it was totally like signed off uh, by Tim Burton. It was written by Kate Leth. Uh, and uh, yeah, that went on for like uh, 10 issues, which was uh, about a year of my life. And uh, it's collected now, nice little hardcover. Nice. Um, but uh, right now I am working uh, on a webcomic, uh, which is called My Blackstone Match. Uh, and that uh, is written by Jocelyn Gageway, and we've been doing that for uh, close to two years right now. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, let's go way back. Um, what got you interested in uh, art? In art? Or just drawing? Uh, okay, or okay so, so this is actually a funny story. I can actually answer this truthfully uh, because I have just been given proof. Uh, so... This might be a little bit of an involved tale. Um, I grew up uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and uh, my family lives there. Uh, and just last week, uh, my dad sent me a photo of what I, I guess is a plate. Uh, and on the plate is a drawing of Batman, Superman, and what may or may not be Aquaman or the Human Torch from the Fantastic <laughs> Four. Uh, the jury is still out on that. Um, and it is dated 1982. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that would make me, uh, I believe, like uh, five years old. Uh, and I, I apparently drew that. And I guess that is, uh, that is the instance... I, as far as I know, uh, that I I got into art. So I was I was five years old, and 
uh, strolling on plates. So that is fantastic. And you, and you drew yeah. comic book heroes. What do you know? I know, right? So I guess that that uh, usually I don't have an answer for that question. Like I usually just kind of make something up. Um, <laughs> but uh, there you go. There you get the you have uh, gotten the exclusive story to that question. <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. And I, 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 this was basically good timing. Then. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's so weird. Like, uh, so the, the whole reason this is happening is because my parents are moving to Delaware. They're oh. selling their house in Philadelphia, and they're moving to Delaware. And uh, I guess they're packing up uh, all their all the stuff, and they have unearthed this piece of uh, history. Um, Dad was very excited. He's like, "I'm going to send it to you." Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with with that, but. Uh, so, so yeah, long story short, 1982, uh, I got into, I was into art, um, to, to, uh, as far as it, uh, being into something that is, uh, not stick figures, uh, or something a bit more refined, um, I guess, uh, probably, uh, middle school, uh, I, I was, I was that kid in, in class that I, like whenever there was like an art project or something, everybody just gave me their, their projects and I just drew them all. Uh, so I think that's when I realized that, Hey, I could make money off of this. Uh, did you go to school for it or I did go to, uh, I did go to an art college in Philadelphia, uh, not so much for for comic books. Uh, it was primarily a design school. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you ever need a brochure designed, uh, I can I can help you out with that. Um, uh, but it was a four year school, and and it was uh, it was called the Hushin School of Art and Technology. Uh, and uh, I I majored in fantasy illustration, which was the closest I could get to comic books. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that's actually a major. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the school hated that major and the, in turn kind of hated that I, I was so into it. Um, apparently, uh, in, in the late nineties, it, uh, it was all about making, uh, greeting cards. That's, that was like the professional thing to do, mm-hmm. um, or, or toy packaging. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I stuck, I stuck with comics. Um, I grew up reading comics when I was a kid. Um, like, uh, I think my world kind of changed the, the first time, uh, my dad gave me a copy of, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Um, I can't actually remember the issue it was, but I remember Jack Davis was drawing it, and it kind of just blew my mind uh, because I, I used to read Mad Magazine, and, and Jack Davis was also an artist there. And I was like, oh, my God, he draws horror comics. And and I think at that moment is when I started getting into, like, horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, it's kind of like a weird jumbly, like, you know, it went from drawing Superman on a plate to uh, – I don't even remember what I drew in middle school. Like, I don't know, uh, sports stuff, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but after that, it was like, you know, 
oh look, there's comics and you know Spider-Man and 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 Garfield and The Far Side uh, and Calvin and Hobbes, which was like huge for me. Like I remember, uh, you know, kind of tracing Bill Watterson's drawings and like like learning like all that cool inking stuff that he did. And it was a, it was a good time. And then, but from there, it went to like Tales from the Crypt and Zombies and. Uh, I actually remember the first horror movie I saw was Poltergeist 2. <laughs> you uh, saw Poltergeist 2 before Poltergeist? Before Poltergeist, yes. So uh, luckily the, the the plot of those movies is not uh, overly complex, so I could just jump right in. Um, but uh, have you ever seen I've have you ever seen Poltergeist 2? I have not. I've only seen the first Poltergeist. Okay. So okay. And I and – because I, uh, there's that part of me that's like – is it – like anything with the sequels, it's like, is it really going to be that good? Um, oh, it's terrible. It's an awful yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> but there is a character in the movie they, they decided to give the ghost a face, and it's this character, uh, Kane. Um, I can't remember who he's played by, but uh, he uh, is like just this creepy old man that uh, I can't even like – uh, he's just grotesque. Uh, Julian Black was his name. That was the actor. And uh, it totally freaked me out because uh, I, I, even at, at a young age, uh, I hated organized religion. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this was a guy who, who, like, he was like a cult member and he, like, took all his followers into a cave and sealed them in. And, like, I had no, I, I don't know, that kind of went over my head. But this this guy was was really creepy. Uh, so so yeah so so it was it was like a weird progression. You know? mm-hmm. uh, what was your first job when you finished college, or did you? Uh, what was your first paid work? Uh, for art or mm-hmm. just like in general? For, uh, for art. For art, okay. Uh, so I guess my first work – it's funny because I, I was in the unique position uh, when I got out of school. Um, I kind of like refined my, my drawing skills a little bit, like got a perf- an actual comic portfolio together. Uh, and there was uh, a comic book convention. It was uh, this thing called uh, – it was Wizard World was the company. And they were like the hot comic book convention back mm-hmm. in the 90s. This is, I mean, okay. they still do conventions all over. Yeah, the they're country. not as good now, though. They're they're terrifyingly bad. Um, so uh, so I went to a Wizard World show, and it was actually where uh, I met my wife, Jocelyn. And we, we went to this convention and uh, showed, showed my portfolio around, and I got some good feedback. I was like, cool. So a couple weeks later was another convention. It was this time it was in Baltimore, and uh, the convention was called the Small Press Expo. And so I, like, I kind of like, I had this portfolio, I had like all this great feedback, and I went in. And it wasn't so much a convention for people looking for work; it was just people who had like zines and stuff, mm-hmm. which I was totally into. I mean, that's that's kind of like the the DIY punk rock way of doing comics. Uh, and so, like, I loved all that. That was awesome. And uh, the big draw was, uh, I think, Mike Mignola and Eric Powell were there. Like, that that was, like, the stars of the show. Uh, so it was, it was really fun. Uh, 
but I ended up uh, going to a table, uh, and the name of the company was Ape Entertainment. Uh, I've heard of Ape Entertainment. Yes, I'm sure you have. Um, and and so uh, the guy there, uh, Jolly Man, uh, his name was Brent Irwin, and uh, he was like, you know, how you doing? You know, what are you looking for? And and their comics were kind of not really to my taste. It was lots of like uh, superhero animals. Uh, they had like I don't know couple action books and stuff and i was like ah you know i was like well you know let me know when you do some horror books and uh i walked away after that like i felt like that was the end of the conversation and and uh jocelyn was like come back come back come back guy has a question for you and and uh i went back and he was like do you have any i was like do i have any what he's like you know horror comic ideas and I had my portfolio with me. I was like, well, I can show you my portfolio. And I showed him. And uh, he's like, cool. Uh, we would like to publish this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to email you tomorrow. And I was like, ah, that's that's awesome. And in my head, I'm thinking, ah, that's not going to happen. That's, that's silly nonsense. Uh, and uh, lo and behold... Um, the first paid work that I got was uh, my self-published – was a self-published graphic novel that I did with uh, with Jocelyn. Um, and uh, it, it was it was pretty pretty awesome because uh, in a weird turn of events, uh, that's that specific job ten years later got me the job uh, got me the Edward Scissorhands sequel. Uh, oh, because wow. the yeah, because the owner of uh, Ape Entertainment, when Ape Entertainment uh, sadly went out of business, uh, he ended up moving as the editor in chief of IDW. And so, oh, wow, yeah, it was kind of weird, mm-hmm. weird stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was my first gig, um, and then from there, I actually did the Haunted Mansion. Uh, anthology and just kind of did a bunch of like little projects here and there. How'd you get the Haunted Mansion anthology gig? Uh, again, it was I drew spooky books, and this was around the time that Slave Labor Graphics was like peak Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like Slave Labor Graphics was the company that all the all the spooky, you know, gothy types kind of went. Because uh, they they were publishing those kinds of books, and they were doing the haunted mansion thing, and uh, I Dan Vado, who was the owner of Slave Labor, uh, emailed me. He was like, "Do you want to do you want to do a pinup <clears throat> for this haunted mansion book?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I did a pinup, and then he asked me if I wanted to uh, draw a couple stories, and I ended up drawing this series of stories. Uh, it was kind of like. Uh, because it was an anthology, it was just a bunch of short stories, and I love anthologies, uh, so I ended up drawing like one for like each issue, and it was like this one big story. It was really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I mostly asked for my sake because I'm like, uh, as a haunted mansion geek, I'm like, ooh, I want to hear that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, I, I just, uh, you know. I'm a huge Haunted Mansion fan myself, and and it was cool to like, like add like all these Easter eggs and stuff. Uh, but what's weird is, so when the scripts were coming, we didn't really know like what 
what mansion it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm doing research, and I'm just, like, pulling photos off the internet, like, crazy. And I had, like, a book, and uh, I was just drawing mansions. Um, and I didn't realize that there were, like, four different mansions. You know, there's oh. one in Disneyland, one in Disney World, and in uh, Hong Kong, and, and they so all look extremely different. Different, right? So, but I'm just drawing mansions, thinking whatever. You know, I've never been to, to California. It's whatever. Uh, so, like, I I primarily focused on like what looked cool, and the writer wasn't specific, and I guess he didn't really care. Uh, so one issue came out, and. Uh, I got an email or a, uh, a MySpace message or something like that, and uh guy was like, you know, because the internet, and uh, he was like, oh, you know, you drew the wrong the wrong mansion, and I was just like, I have no idea what this guy is talking about. Uh, so then I went back and I was like, oh, I've been drawing um, three different mansions. Like I think the one he called me out on, I drew uh, the Phantom Manor from from. Uh, I guess that's Tokyo Disney. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, but uh, I think it's. Is it France? I think is it France? Is it is it Euro Disney? Okay. I think it's Euro so, Disney. Yeah. So yeah, like I drew that and and I was like, oh, so I screwed up and I asked the the writer and he's like, ah, we'll figure out a way around it. Don't worry about it. It's like okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, the book never got finished, so uh, we'll never know the ending. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. Uh. You're right now. Uh. Doing your own online mag. Uh. Not magazine. Online comic. Um. Uh. My blacks don't match. Uh. How? Now. Um. Uh. How did you start that? And then also. Um. Just out of curiosity. Uh. How does one. Um. I guess. Turn online. Uh, like creating your own online comic book, uh, become a job really. Uh, okay. Well, um, the first part to that question, uh, why I started doing it was, um, after Edward, like I said, it, uh, drawing Edward Scissorhands was like a year of my life, uh, and while it was amazingly fun, um. As, as a creative type, uh, I kind of have this weird, like, ADD, ADHD, I don't know, uh, where I would just, like, I want to work on other things. And uh, at the same time, you know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, I, I want to I get back to doing my own stuff. And, you know, that, you know, that kind of, like, urge. So after I had finished Edward... Um, I was like, you know what, I'm just, let's do our own thing. Um, and I didn't want to have to worry about, you know, pitching it and trying to find a publisher and, and all this stuff. And, and uh, Jocelyn and I had this kind of story that was actually part of, um, actually, the, 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 the job that I had done for Ape Entertainment, that, that self-published graphic novel, uh, kind of morphed into, this, into my Blackstone match. And, uh, so we were like, okay, well, how, how do we do this that, you know, isn't just kind of like throwing money in a hole and setting it on fire. And so, uh, a friend of mine, um, 
Aaron Alexevich, who works on Invader Zim uh, right now as a character designer, also had a webcomic uh, going on called Serenity Rose. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I am going to throw my hat in the, the webcomics uh, ring and, and, and see what happens. And so we, you know, I just started drawing pages uh, and we were updating it uh, once a week. Um, and, and we got a lot of support, and I was like, cool. Um, which then leads into the, the next question is, how do you make money? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a whole other set of stuff. Um, but it really all comes down to uh, to merchandise for me. Um, there are other ways. like You can buy ads. Uh, uh, you can join um, a, a webcomic... Um, I don't, know, I don't know what you would call it, a uh, um, group or group, group or something like that. You know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and and sometimes you can get you know money through that, or or you know you can have like uh, a donate button or something like that. Uh, but I I didn't really feel comfortable with like that sort of stuff. Like I hate ads and donating is kind of weird to me. I don't know. Uh, but so I. I started doing prints and prints sold well and then we did uh we actually had enough material uh after like a year and a half it to actually make a physical book uh and people seemed very excited about that so we started selling that uh and that kind of like clicked for me it was sort of you know like uh self Self-publishing really worked out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made sense. I didn't have to, you know, I was my own boss, and uh, you know, it was it it was very rewarding in the fact that you know, I drew something, I created something, or we created something, and then we just put it out in the world. You know, I didn't have to worry about getting approvals or worry about uh, sales numbers or pre-order numbers or or all that stuff. It was like I made this, and now the world can enjoy it. And I think that's kind of what drew me to web comics, uh, is that you know there's you just put it out there, and and that's that's very nice to me that, that I like being able to create something and, and and showing it to the audience and them seeing it, you know within you know minutes. There's no uh, you know third party or anything like that. Uh, Actually, one of the, the next questions I was going to ask you. Um, as someone who is both self-published and gone through uh, traditional publishing, what would you say the difference is, and which one do you like more? But I think well, clearly, clearly, I like I like self-publishing uh, <laughs> more. Uh, although it is very nice when somebody uh, fronts the bill because uh, self-publishing is not cheap. Um, you know, it's if you if you want to do it with. with a, a sense of professionalism. It, it is a little. You got to throw a little money at it, um, and it's nice when somebody else does that for you. You know, you don't have to take any kind of risk, or any, you know, if you don't, you don't worry so much if something doesn't. Uh, if you go to a convention and, and you know you don't sell out or anything like that, um, but and and you know what? There there are pros and cons to both. I mean, having a publisher, having somebody you know uh, tell you what you should be doing and kind of guiding you is very nice. Um, if you get with the right publisher, uh, they have uh, avenues of which you can promote your work that is not just through social media. 
Um, but then on the flip side, we have social media. So uh, the days of like buying ads and magazines are over. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just go on Twitter and reach far more people uh, than you you could ever. Uh, you know, back in the heyday mm-hmm. of you know drawing superheroes on plates. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and then and self publishing is is also very like I said, it's very rewarding when you know you have control over everything, uh, and that's also scary. Um, it is not for the faint of heart. Well, luckily your heart can take it. So I don't have a heart. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's, that's been dead for a while. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. My my apologies there. <laughs> not not for you not having a heart and for me mistaking that you actually did have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're coming up on um near the end. Uh do you have any advice for anyone who would like to be a um a comic artist or would like to make like comics? Uh sure. Um just do it. <laughs> if you I I I know that, you know, it sounds like, you know, but but Drew, how how do I do these things? Uh, the first step, uh, you know, in writing or in art is to actually make something. Um, so many people are so hung up on the, the am I doing the process right that they kind of get in their own way, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's just you know how do I draw comics? Well, you draw comics. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that should be your goal. You know, I'm, if you want to draw comics, you should be doing that. Or if you want to write comics or write stories, um, you know, you get all into like the, the technical stuff and, and that, that comes, you know, later, uh, you know, you can either learn it as you go or research it or, you know, whatever. Uh, but all that, that stuff, you know, sort of like you, you never know unless you try kind of deal. Um, you know, tell a story. Uh, that's my other piece of advice. You know, if you 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 want to draw comics, you you have to tell a story. Learn how to tell a story uh, clearly and concisely, and and if all possible, in an interesting way. Uh, it, actually, another question: What um, as someone who also has to write stories for um, his comics? Uh, what advice would you give for someone to learn how to storytell better? Um, hmm. <clears throat> uh, I, or how do you I mean, I'm I'm still learning myself. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not something like you just go, oh, well, now I know how to storytell. That's you know, uh, I mean, there's fundamental rules that you should learn. Um, uh, I guess you know. Uh, read books, uh, you know, um, uh, watch movies. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways to tell a story. Um, but th- the first step is you, you actually have to start telling the story. Uh, otherwise, then, you know, there's no story to tell. Sure. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, do you have a – where can we find you? Uh, I am uh, all over the place uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. Uh, I am Drew Rausch. Um, uh, 
it's uh, D-R-E-W-R-A-U-S-C-H. Uh, and you can read all my, uh, my webcomic stuff on DrewRausch.com. Uh, it's free. You can just go check it out. Um, and then if you like what you see, I'd really like it if uh, you visit my one-stop spooky shop, which is uh, my big cartel store, uh, and it is DrewRausch.com um, slash big cartel. Awesome. Thank you very again. Thanks again for being on my podcast. This has been great. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.